0: to Pod Save Africa. Welcome 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 to Pod Save Africa. To Pod Save Africa Welcome to Pod Save Africa 2, 1 Hello Friends Fools, family, opponents Beloveds All listeners of this wonderful podcast Pod Save Africa It is us Me specifically, your host Akandia Deerly And My lovely co-host Oyin Konsala. I really. Why do I always the full name <coughs> uh, Alright, the la. <laughs> I really. But um we're back, guys. We we truly are, and you know, we've missed you. It's been a little over a week, and um, you know, it's been a really active week for us, both of us personally, but a lot is happening in the news, and we'd like to focus on perhaps one of the most horror stories of the past uh few days, and that is the Nigerian elections. I mean, prior to me going into my whole hole do you want to say hi to our listeners?
1: Hi, everyone. Um, it's been a minute since I've spoken to you guys, but I'm glad to be back um, to deliver this update and hopefully to be more consistent in the future.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, so uh, listeners, let me let me take you let me take you to a place. Imagine you woke up on a bright, wonderful Saturday morning. Um, the, the the birds in the air are tweeting. The, uh, the, the the chicken has crowed, uh, the smell of uh, fresh beans and hot loaves of bread is wafting into your uh, nostrils in the morning. And you are excited because today is not just any other Saturday. It's a special Saturday. It's the Saturday where you get to exercise one of the core human rights afforded in a democracy, which is the right, in fact, to vote by people of age. You're excited because you're above 18 and you can vote. You can make a choice and you will be making a choice today in one of the most important and pivotal elections in your nation's history. Whatever the outcome might be, you get to say that you chose, you made a decision. This has been building up for months, for years, in fact. This battle of two titans where you were casting your lot in has been raging on for months and today, today, it all goes down. Today is the summit, the peak of this mountain of anticipation that has been building for such a long time. And naturally, as we all tend to do, the next reaction would be to, you know, pop up the phone, turn on your Wi-Fi, your 4G, your data, whatever it might be, and, and make sure you, you know, get debriefed on whatever else may have happened in the world. You were planning to go to vote at around noon or maybe later in the evening, 3 p.m. when the sun has set So you have some time. And the first thing you see on your phone is a notification telling you that at 3 a.m. in the morning, 3 a.m., so early that the cock had not crowed. Some deities have not even woken up. And you see that the election... Has in fact been postponed four hours to its commencement. Guys, listeners, friends, if you're not already aware, this is in fact what happened to Nigerians as they were expecting to vote yesterday on Saturday in the Nigerian pres- presidential elections. Now, this is a big deal for multiple, multiple reasons, but let's let's start with the reactions. How, do, how are people feeling? How has how has this this affected people thus far?
1: Um well it has affected people in a lot of ways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um a lot of people are angry for the most part, um, because in in partaking in the elections, a lot of people have to travel. Mm. Um a lot of people took some time out of their work, out of their busy schedules to get the PVC, mm. which is a voting card. Mm. Um and and really, the election day is a shutdown day. There's, there aren't there are no weddings, which are a big deal in Nigeria. There should, there should oh, yeah. be no events. It's yeah. just it's really a standstill day for the country. Huh. And everyone was prepared mentally and physically to have that day represent a standstill um, and to go out and vote for who they want to represent them in the future. So really, just. Expecting a day of um, silence and just voting and to to come up at the 11th hour and say, oh, no, it's been postponed was of great shock to people and a great disappointment to a lot of people, hmm. um, especially considering um, the coppers. Hmm. So, Akedi, can you describe what coppers that, are? What the coppers
0: are. Think, so yeah. um, Nigeria has, like many other um, nations, has a mandatory service for people who are considered youth. And that, that metric is basically right after you graduate from university, um, mm-hmm. you get to serve the nation for about a year um, in right. some capacity or another. So for that year, you are committed to the advancement of your nation. And these folks are often employed in the administration of our elections. Can mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. you may continue?
1: Right, they, they usually... They were also employed in different government administration administrations um and so there, some coppers were employed to help out with the voting polls and um, to help out in the various election offices and so they, so some of them would have had to travel out of the various home home states home towns to different polling offices to assist in the elections and need journey or while they already arrived at the polling stations, they find out that the elections have been postponed, Mm. it was of great inconvenience to them. It was really a dangerous situation to have them show up in in an unfamiliar terrain um, for no reason, and just a great disappointment Mm.
0: countrywide. understood. And now that being said, you might ask my fellow listener, because I also listen to my own podcast. It's strange to listen to your own voice, but I digress. (laughs) why what is the reasoning the whatever whoever is in charge of this election why would they cancel it and the reasoning given by the INEC which is a body that uh, the electoral commission that manages Nigeria's elections um, they said that they were having insurmountable at the time uh, logistical challenges now Anikon, what what are your thoughts? Do you think do you think this is actually a valid excuse or or even if it is, you know, what is why is it such a disappointment?
1: Well, I think I'm kind of on the fence on whether it's a valid excuse. On one hand, I really don't think it's a valid excuse, and I agree with a lot of Nigerians. Um the the commissioned INEC has had four years since the last election to prepare for this upcoming election yes, and they had one job mm-hmm. really, they only had one job. And, you know, that's all, that's their sole focus. That's the purpose of, that's their mission. So it's not like as if they could have gotten distracted or finances or resources were tied up somewhere else. This is their one main purpose. Um, and for them to have had this amount of time to prepare and still not be prepared is it's fishy. Um it's um it's a cause of concern. Um and and on another hand, I do want the elections to be fair. I do want the elections to go right. So a part of me wants to say that if they think they were not prepared, I don't mind them taking more time to prepare. Hmm. But I don't understand how four years uh four years is not enough time in itself. So a part of me still thinks that there's some um corruption involved. There's some political um hands involved in making sure this election did not run at its at destined time.
0: Yeah. So so now that being said, let's look at the parties. What have been their reactions to this? It's interesting because both parties have in fact condemned the postponement of the election, saying and yeah. stating in not so uh direct words that, you know, this has essentially affected their chances that this is some ploy by the other person to mm-hmm. to gain an advantage an unfair advantage in, in the in this election season. Which perhaps one of the parties the in incumbents, naturally has a less uh less solid stake in, in staying, but you know, they both are angry, livid. Uh, and, and are both you know chastising the the, the uh, INEC body but kind of addressing even the logistical issues. Now now you know we don't have a lot of formal sources or information on this, but um from you know folks I've spoken to regarding kind of the logistical challenges, you could see some of them already creeping up. You know, we saw lots of peop youth corporates, the individuals we mentioned earlier as volunteers for the service. Um, well voluntolas because they get voluntold to do this, they don't really have much of a choice. But right. you see them sleeping on floors in, in on you know outside because Anek hadn't prepared to house and accommodate them. So you could already see some some uh some things that were indicating that logistically everything wasn't fully sorted out, right? In addition to that, just some personal information has come my way that you know that there were lots of folks and there were lots of areas that um, voting materials had not even gotten to, perhaps with some mm-hmm. uh, strategy or targeting buyers for some of those areas. So there was there was certainly concern. And in my opinion, and this might anger folks, and this might not necessarily be how other folks feel, but I completely agree with you. If, if that, in fact, is the case where the logistical issues were so great that they would have had the potential to affect the outcome of the election, that they should have postponed the election. And, and right. you know, let's let's even review and you know, this has happened before, has it not? Please tell this us has about
1: the Yes, so this has happened two times before, and this were in the last two elections. Mm-hmm. The first time it happened was in 2011. Um, and when this, when the postponement happened, voting had already commenced in some areas hmm. when INEC announced postponement. Um, and it was on April second, the then INEC chairman Professor Atahu Jagger announced that the elections will not go on due to unavailability of materials. Mm. Um this they said that it was an unanticipated emergency, um, which because of the arrival of results sheets in many parts of the countries. Mm. Um and then it was postponed uh, a few weeks later for about about two weeks later for the presidential elections and about three um about four weeks later for the State House of Assembly and Governorship elections. Then again, it happened in 2015 elections, four years later. And the, this time around, the commission announced the postponement a week ahead of, of the scheduled time hmm. and gave insecurity as its reasons. They said that they could not guarantee protection for all of its personnel and materials, as well as voters during the elections. Hmm. And so they agreed to adjust the election calendar for so that Nigerians, Nigeria security agencies could tighten up his ends and ensure that everybody and every material involved were safe. Hmm. Um, and I, it was also Professor Jega that was the INEC chairman at that, at that time. time. At that time,
0: yeah. Yeah. And the chairman. And could
1: that you were going to say something? I said
0: the chairman is, in fact, a different person now.
1: Yes. Now the chairman is um, Mahmoud Yakubu. Mm-hmm. He's the new chairman of INEC, and he was uh, appointed to office by President, current President Muhammadu Buhari.
0: Yes. Now that that. So, means, now that being said, let's let's re- even address some of the, the 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 other matters of contention with regards to leadership. All right. One of the core things that has angered folks is that um, apparently, and maybe this is, you know, and this is, you know, we're just presenting the information and our perspectives on it. So you can take, have your informed opinion in, on it as well. But one of the, the bones of contention here is that the, the, the international observers seem to have been alerted about the situation long, no, before, before they announced long, it, but yeah. before, for quite a while before they announced it So both the, the corpus and other folks Working and on expected to work in the elections and the Nigerian people to which this uh, election body is is uh, is is uh, responsible for responsible for. So, um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's is it some form of protocol that they just followed? Is this a, a one of those cases where you know Nigerians is putting you know foreign people above the interests of even their own uh, folks? Is this uh? Is this is this some kind of internalized hatred or, or one of the many things that the Twitter sphere seems seems to be uh saying right now. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, you know, in thinking and in answering this question, I'm trying to remove all form of bias from my mm. head, all form of um internalized bias about um um party powers in Nigeria of, of internalized bias about authorities in Nigeria. Hmm. Um, on one case, I can see it being a case of they wanted to really make sure that the postponement was necessary. On one hand, I can see them really trying to check the financial, um, impact of what the postponement might do and, Hmm. um, check the, you know, impact on, on everybody involved, um, on what the postponement might do. Hmm. But on the other hand, if I let the bias that exists within me speak, I want to say that they don't think <laughs> that far about the people involved. Hmm. And, you know, we have just been, you know, lax about it and do not, you know, announce it at the time. But I I'm, I'm generally want to appeal to the good of people. So I, I sort of believe maybe they wanted to... Yeah, maybe
0: you know, make tie, right?
1: Yeah, make the decision properly and not rush in a haste to make the decision. Now, I don't know when they were first told that they should postpone, mm-hmm. um, and the difference in timing between when they were told to when they actually announced it. Hmm. Um, I think if we look closer to that difference, uh, it will be easier to make that decision.
0: Hmm. Understood. Now that being said, um, that 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 really runs through the the, the the issues at hand. That is, what is we have, what we have up ground. The question now to be asked is, what's next? Both um, both parties now have an extra week to campaign. The, the elections have, in fact, been postponed, as we know it right now, to February twenty right. third. So the, the the electoral body has a week to resolve whatever can whatever issues it has. The I party, yes. I-
1: I don't want to make uh, a point. Um, it's not like as if everything was going, you know, okay. that great prior to this postponement. That is true. Um, there, there was an election office that was burnt down six days before the polls. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and some people said that it, it might be a sabotage, but the electoral commission spokesperson said that it's too early to suspect. Sabotage, so hmm. you know there, there are rumors. a lot of there
0: other. Rumors. I mean, sixty-six people were killed in, in Kaduna, um, right? Just just days before the election, which we also don't know if it's related or unrelated, but it's the unrest that concerns us. Um, so yeah, you you are right. It, it right, and and this right,
1: going. and this fire that I reported that I'm talking about was in Plateau State. Was so was in a different state. So hmm. you know, it's not like as if everything was all prepared and right. all like. Yeah, well, it was was all fine and good prior to this. And, you know, it never really is with Nigeria. It's never really, oh, everything is peaceful. So it's also not an excuse, but um, but it's something to consider. It is something
0: to consider. I completely agree. Um, So now, that being said, let's talk about what's next. Elections, everybody has a week more, right? You have one more week to uh, campaign. You have one more week to to uh, prepare for logistically for the elections and potentially maybe the INEC body allows people to collect uh, permanent voters' cars, which are the cars that people need to provide as a means of identification when voting and allows them to vote. Um, so that's potentially something that could be opened up again. However, one of the things I was thinking about is that all the folks who have in fact flown into town, who haven't booked flights or booked trips for that long, a period of time might actually miss out on voting, and I'm, I'm concerned about the magnitude of people that are suddenly disenfranchised from this process from by this kind of faint vote and you know joking with the vote. What What are your thoughts, Erica?
1: Um Before I say what my thoughts are, there's not only are people that have flown in affected by this. Mm-hmm. Some Nigerians also believe that even though the, the elections have been postponed till. Next Saturday, this coming Saturday, mm. they are certain that the elections will still not hold in some states. Really? They are certain that ADEC would declare some states inconclusive hmm. and some elections in some states will be postponed to f- further notice. Hmm. Um, this is probably based on past history. This is just be- this might also be based on like a total lack of trust or belief in the country. Hmm. But this is what Nigerians are saying.
0: That is what and there's a lot of unrest in the atmosphere to believe that. The Chief Justice of right. Nigeria is still currently under investigation and is currently incapacitated from his duties as far as it's concerned. And he runs a body that would rule on any uh, tight vote or any close margins, I think. So um, yeah, it's it's a lot to watch for. Um, to my listeners, Nigerian or otherwise, pay attention to Nigeria this election. Whatever way it goes is pivotal. Um, what happens after the election is even far more pivotal in terms of uh, managing the changeover or lack thereof or, or the advancement right. of the nation. So, you um,
1: know, you you asked me a question that I didn't answer just yet. You yes. asked me what are my thoughts about what the people us? that yeah. you know. I I. I a part of me was to say that maybe this postponement was a ploy just for that reason, mm. uh, to make sure that some people who may have flown in, for mm. the lectures do not get the chance to, so, you know. And it, it, you can imagine that some of the people who may have flown in would be of more of the educated class um, mm. and may be able to make... More of an educated vote and um, maybe this is why because you know news is spreading much faster nowadays everybody's learning through social media uh, just by googling and even though they're not present in the country they Mm -hmm. are aware of what's going on in the country and they're aware of how things should be Hmm. from being in more developed areas or wherever they might
0: be right so Um, they might have a certain general preference in candidates already
1: Right, right. And this might be employed to get them not to have that chance to, you know, make that change or to vote for their preferred candidates. But that might just be the devil's advocate to me talking. Mm. Um, I just just want all of our listeners to consider all sides that could be possible mm. when they're thinking and learning about this election. Mm.
0: Right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I mean, God, that's, that's all I have are there any other things you wanted to address in this situation
1: Um, no I, I just just like elections are very interesting right. not just in Nigeria in many African countries sure. I mean it's let's think big, yeah. back to Zimbabwe let's yeah. think back to you know even Uganda Rwanda the mm-hmm. elections are not as elections should go or how you think elections should go on African countries. Uh, I think it's interesting that this is part of our history um, and I hope that we can learn Mm. from prior experiences. We hope we can learn from what happened in 2011 and 2015 um, and do better in this elections that might take place next Saturday. Mm. I hope that they do take place next Saturday Mm. and I hope that moving moving forward that we're able to get at least a dissent Mm-hmm. Decent um turnouts to yeah. vote and at least a, a decent regulation of what goes on at the polls.
0: Absolutely. And, and I share those sentiments in the entirety. Um, this mm-hmm. has been Akande De and Consola Aderele. You right. so I did it, right. <laughs> <laughs> with Port Save Africa. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. You guys are our Valentine, even though it's past and mm-hmm. um we appreciate you listening in you have a wonderful rest of your week and we promise to keep you posted as this story unfolds please follow us at instagram at pod Save africa we post stories we keep it up to date we're actually thinking of actually doing um videos where we kind of talk through the news as it as it's developing so that things right. are really really breaking you don't have to wait till sunday to hear
1: right um before we go out, um, we would be sharing in the description of this episode a link to a Google sheet. Um, if you would like, if you or you're part of an organization and you would like to help stranded coppers um, that have been affected by the postponement of the elections, there's a sheet where you can sign up and we will, um, we're currently working with someone that working to link you to people that to you people. can help
0: with. Right.
1: So... Uh, The link, two links to be posted, one for stranded coppers and one for whoever would like to help. So please, please check out the link um, and sign up if you can. Um, Another, another update is that very soon, very soon, very soon, soon. we will be releasing our Patreon account Mm -hmm. and we're just looking for. We're just looking to grow Pod Save Africa. We're looking to do more and to be more engaged with you, our listeners. So through our Patreon, you have a chance to support us if you would like to. And any support is, you know, we acknowledge and we thank you for it. Even if it's a dollar a month, even if it's, you know, $10 a month, we're very appreciative. And it just go towards us improving the, our content, mm-hmm. improving the equipment that we use to record and um growing positive Africa so that we can continue to record past this year, past next year. Yeah, um yeah. and be a full fledged podcast.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So and, you please
1: know, be on the watch out for that.
0: Yeah, and, and the truth is, you know, if you don't grow, if you're when you stop growing, you start dying. And mm-hmm. um that hopefully will never never be the case for positive Africa. And we really, really want to, to do our very best on, on every occasion. And we think um we think we've over the past two years, provide a content, content that has been helpful to you in one way or another. And the Patreon, when it does drop, is an opportunity for you to help join us on that mission. In doing so, you become part of the podcast. In, in my opinion, you're with us every time we, we, we uh, produce an episode. You're with us in developing content. You're with us in this great journey, this grand idea of telling African stories through African perspectives and we appreciate you for just listening and 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 we would really appreciate you even as you you join us on this next phase. Um thank you so very much and uh have a right. wonderful rest of your week.